like seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Tuesday morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. So we have a lot to get to this morning. And even I, I'm a little confused. And we've got to deal with the mentally ill. I'm going to break down three incidents, not one, not two, but three recent incidents. I'll get to that in just a second. First, I'm making the case of connecting the dots. The dots on something New York City is doing. And for that reason alone, what New York City is doing, the United States should shut down the southern border. But it's exactly that same thing that New York City is doing, where city officials are really screwing up. New York City did something a few hours ago. Unconventional. Something so unconditional, conditional, but yet necessary. But again, it's exactly why the southern border needs to be shut down. Connect the dots. As the opioid crisis claims more lives, New York City has unveiled a free vending machine stocking, among other things, the overdose-reversing drug Narcan. So from a distance, it looks like a normal vending machine. It's going to be at four different locations, the one that started it in Brooklyn. But when you take a closer look, it reveals that instead of stocking candy bars and bags of chips, its racks are filled with drug test strips and the overdose-reversing drug. Connect the dots. Connect the dots to the southern border and the migrants that are here in New York City. New York City doing something so unconventional but yet necessary. So now, why is it necessary to have these vending machines with free Narcan? To save lives. But I'm going to tell you in a few minutes how city officials have stepped in it with these machines. Now this, here's why it's important and connect the dots Just days ago, Border Patrol canine dog, a Border Patrol canine dog sniffed out $2 million in fentanyl, enough to kill 48 million people during a traffic stop in Arizona. Connect the dots. Vending machine with Narcan and drug strips 
for testing. Connect the dots. The canine dog discovering enough fentanyl just days ago in Arizona in a vehicle to kill 48 million people. This Border Patrol canine dog helped agents, and this was last week in Arizona. The seizure uh, happened at a checkpoint along I-8, and it totaled 192 pounds, enough to kill 48 million people. Not my words, the words of the U.S. Custom and Border Patrol officials. This one seizure was more than a total amount of fentanyl seized during the entire fiscal year of 2022 in this region. The dog found it, hidden in the gas tank and built into seating. This says New York City has done something very unconventional. The vending machines, one of four set to be placed in some of the city's most drug-infested neighborhoods. And you swap out, as I said a second ago, the candy bars and potato chips for the drug-related freebies to combat the surge in overdoses in the five boroughs. So... Every three hours, according to the city, New York City is losing a New Yorker to drugs. And it looks like 2022 is on track to be the highest year ever in overdoses. So it will have Narcan. You don't have to pay for any of this. It has drug test strips that detect fentanyl, but now... Here we go with the nonsense. Here we go with the nonsense. These vending machines that are free in the city of New York are going to have what the city refers to as safer smoking kits with a heavy stem pipe. In other words, a pipe to smoke, a mouthpiece, And I'm not talking about smoking cigarettes and lip balm that could be used to smoke crack and crystal meth. The city of New York is giving this out at the vending machines for free. The vending machines are necessary for Narcan. That's a good thing. But you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. They're also going to have in the machines condoms tampons, nicotine gum, and first aid uh, packages. People don't have to pay for the items. They simply punch in their zip codes to get access. And you know that I'm going there. While the first machine does not include syringes, according to the City Department of Mental Health, Future ones may include syringes. So you go up to the, not yet, you go up to the machine, you put in your zip code, and out pops the syringe and the crack pipe, if that's what you choose, the item that you want. And so these types of vending machines 
have been tested elsewhere, including in Philadelphia, Nevada, uh, Australia, and Denmark. We're going to open up the phone lines. Different number this morning, 833-969-4447. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC, 833-969-4447. The border needs to be shut down. If anything, what's going on here in New York, with the free, 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 it's a perfect illustration that Americans are being used. Now let's talk about the mentally ill subjects. And and this one has even my head spinning this morning. So you're going to hear a little bit of the audio in just a second. A crazed woman in Tompkins Square Park out of nowhere, started attacking people, strangers, smashing glasses, and even lunged at a mother and her baby, all on videotape. She indiscriminately harassed and attacked park goers. This was this weekend. Two of these incidents happened this weekend. So first, it's all on video. She walks up to a woman that's sitting on the grass. You, you know how you sit sit with your girlfriend or you sit with your friends and you're on, you're on a uh, blanket and you're having a good time and you're enjoying the weather. And after COVID and all the things that we have been to, you're just trying to get back to being normal. When all of a sudden someone walks up behind you and literally snatches and pulls your hair and you didn't see it coming. So the woman is sitting on the lawn, and the crazed woman walks up behind her, walks up behind her, and in in the two first incidents I'm about to tell you about, the attackers uh, happen to be African-American, and she literally yanks the hair of the woman who's sitting there with her back to her and drags her by the hair several inches, all caught on video. The crazed woman then lunges towards a mother holding her baby in her arms, causing a crowd of people watching to gasp and yell. You're going to hear this in just a second. This went on and on and on. I want you folks, before we start with the telephone calls, I'm going to describe the other incidents that have happened. And we're going to open the phone lines, uh, and we're going to begin with Larry in Brooklyn in just a second. This is what it sounded like this weekend. People out trying to enjoy their lives and have a good time. A crazed woman. The city has got to lock these individuals up. You cannot continue to allow this to happen. Listen carefully to this sound that you're about to hear. Unbelievable. You hear people stating, call the police. You hear the dog upset, barking. I want you to listen to this again. Listen 
carefully to the reaction of the people as this woman is a one-person wrecking crew destroying everything in her sight. The gasp that you heard the crowd yell out or do was when the woman is sitting on the grass, minding her business, talking to her girlfriend. The attacker walks up behind her, grabs her by her long hair, and starts yanking her a a few feet. This went on for a good amount of time until police arrived and arrested her. Another incident. Another one. We're not done yet. We are not done yet. A crazed strap hanger douses who walks around with this type of stuff. An MTA bus driver with lighter fluid in Brooklyn. So if you're going to douse someone with lighter fluid, what's the next step? The next step is obviously you put out, pull out a match. You pull out a match and a person will probably lose their life if they've been doused with lighter fluid. The police are seeking this crazed man who left the MTA driver drenched in lighter fluid after service was suspended along his Brooklyn route. The police announced this on Monday. The victim was operating a Sheep's Head Bay bound B44 around 6 p.m. Saturday. The driver didn't do anything wrong. A service interruption forced him to pull over and let the passengers out on Nostrand Avenue near Empire Boulevard in Crown Heights. All passengers left, disembarked, except for one, as instructed, save the attacker. When the driver approached him to offer assistance, the suspect launched his assault viciously beating the driver before pouring lighter fluid on him and fleeing the bus. But got you. Before this man could escape, the driver managed to snap a picture of him, and guess what? The man is holding in his hand the lighter fluid. Two incidents, crazed woman in Tompkins Square Park, Crazed man on the bus dousing someone with lighter fluid. And just a few hours ago, a few hours ago, police cuffed a 26-year-old woman, the NYPD, for allegedly shoving an 18-year-old strap hanger onto the tracks in Queens. We thank God she was rescued by fellow commuters. This happened Monday morning. The attacker has been charged with a reckless endangerment and assault. And the victim was walking on a J train platform inside the 75th street Eldritch lane station near Jamaican Avenue in Woodhaven. When the suspect shoved her on the tracks, but New Yorkers have a good heart on on looking commuters immediately sprung into action, pulling the victim to safety and allowing her to escape 
the encounter with only minor injuries. Three incidents. Three incidents. And this is why, this is why I tell you folks, night after night, day after day, you cannot be soft on criminals. You cannot do it. They will take advantage. This is, See, you have to understand how they are defined. These, they're criminals because all their lives they've been looking for the easy way out. But they're losers. And the easy way out has never worked for them. But they still are looking for the easy way out. And now they're angry at everybody because they made bad decisions with their lives. And some are mentally ill. Some are mentally ill. But the message is even being sent to the mentally ill, that you can do anything you want and there's no repercussions behind it. I suggest you look at the video of the woman in the the crazed woman in Tompkins Square Park. She's indiscriminately attacking people at random. A mother and her child attacking another woman. The woman could have had a heart attack. She didn't know what was going on. Her back is to the attacker. She grabs her by her hair and yanks her several feet in Tompkins Square Park. She breaks a glass. She destroys newspapers, all types of things. The second incident, the man douses the bus driver with lighter fluid. The third incident, a woman is pushed on the train. Why? Because the politicians say, criminals, we love you. We understand that your life has been so hard. We, we get it. We understand. We're not going to punish you. And in the name of, and in the name of uh, Mr. Floyd in Minneapolis, we're going to look the other way when it comes to criminals. Because we get it. Black lives matter. And we care. We care about you. And to the rest of us, they say, screw you. Let's start with Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? What? <laughs> Hello, Dominic? Yes, go ahead, Larry, please. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Basically, what, what you were saying, you know, people don't see the nexus. There used to be a saying, crime in the streets and crime in the suites. People don't see the nexus of, about how people like Eric Adams, evil people, they don't see his evil as, as, as causing this crime. So we have to establish a nexus. And I could do that by the following example. I just heard on the reader show that Eric Adams has a plan to put the migrants in private houses. Now, this sounds so charitable and so Christian and so compassionate, right? But guess what? He's undermining the most, one of the most needy segments of workers that we have in society, and those are nannies, live-in nannies. Whoever takes a migrant in and gets paid by the city to house them in an empty room is going to have free child care. Nannies are not going to have jobs anymore. Do you see the evil of Eric Adams, how he can make the most vulnerable people? I don't don't see it, Larry. Do do you really think that anybody with, with a right mind is going to have a migrant watching their child? Do you really believe that? Well, why not? A lot of a lot of them trust them already with their children. What's the difference between a migrant and somebody that has a few papers? You know, uh, everybody's illegal. Everybody's an alien these days. Who do you think's doing these childcare work? Well, I, 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 I would hope legitimate may, immigrants. May, may, maybe you're right. I, I would hope. I would hope and pray that anybody in their right mind would not leave their children 
to a migrant that they just met five minutes ago or, you know, five days ago. I, I, I just don't see you know, it. It's, it's, it's not going to be five days ago. They're going to they're going to get to know them and then they're going to do it. And they're going to get free child care from the city. Well, but that that's also making the assumption that the migrant is going to be willing to watch the other person's children. No? The pay? They want jobs. They, they're going to get paid to do it, get free free board, free room and board, and free – they're going to get it from both sides. Why wouldn't they want to do it? They're looking for jobs. They're looking to make money. Of course hmm. they're going to be wanting to do it. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know what, Larry? Maybe I thank that's you for the, the call. But go, go ahead. I'll give you the final say. Maybe you're on to something. Go ahead. That's the fake Christianity and evil of Eric Adams, who's probably being promised a shot at the presidency by Obama. Mm. Okay, well, Larry, we thank you for the call. You have a wonderful morning. Let's go to Nevada and speak to John this morning. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, the problem with these vending machines yes. is the homeless addicts, as soon as the machines are filled with products, Absolutely. are going to steal all the products. Absolutely. Absolutely. you can trade the products Absolutely. for beer or a hit of dope. Absolutely. Not, not just the addicts. Uh, the, those same criminals that that I mentioned and the mentally ill people. I mean, do, I mean, come on, city officials. Do you think that people are going to be respectful and say, "Oh, well, let me just take let me just take uh, one thing of Narcan, and and uh, let me just take one first aid kit"? Or do you think a a, a drug addict is going to say, "I'm going to clear this whole thing out and sell it for a dollar in the corner"? I mean, a, am I wrong here, John? Nope, you're absolutely right, Dominic. I mean, you, you suggested it, but so I, I guess I should say that uh, that you are correct. I mean, the, the city, the, the effort is, uh, it, it's a good one to try it, but but when you think about it, you know, if someone is um, overdosing and requires Narcan uh, in the middle of a panic, how many people are going to say, oh, excuse me, there's the machine down on the corner two blocks away. Let me run over there and grab some Narcan and hope that the addict has not uh, taken all the uh, the material out of it. John, but, John, I hear you, and I thank you for the call. Folks, we are taking your telephone calls this morning, 833, a different number, 969-4447. Let's go to Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. You know what? I think this $11,000 dispensary machine for um, anyone that wants to um, overdose is a waste of money. That I disagree with. But I saw one of the machines. There's one in Brooklyn. I went there. You have to have a cell phone and go into a particular app to get um, any of these, um, anything that's in there right now. But I agree with, yeah, there's going to be some way that somebody's going to try to sell something. But you can get it for free. But I say this, if you're going to take a drug and you're going to kill yourself, we shouldn't have to have to take $11,000 to help you kill yourself. We can use that money for the police office in the train station. That's what I think. Right. Well, you, you know what? I, you and I agree on on that one, Audrey. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I mean, if you're the mayor, you've got to do something with this problem. But, I mean, if you're going to say the next step is giving out syringes and – and you know, and, and if these if these machines, so did you see the crack pipe in the machine? No, there's no crack pipe. I didn't see one. And it was in Ocean Hill, Brownsville, where the first that that machine is just you know set up. But um, it wasn't the mayor that did it, by the way. Yes, it is. It's his administration. It's the Office of Mental Health under Mayor Adams. 
But Audrey, thank you uh, for the call. We her call dumped out. I don't know what just happened there. But let's go to David in uh, Pennsylvania. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. How you doing? I yeah. Regarding the Narcan machines, this is just more symbolism over substance. Um, to let politicians look like they're give the they create the illusion that they're doing something to address a very serious problem. It's it's just a band aid. I mean, it, like you said earlier. Who's going to know how to run and plug an Arcan uh, injection device when someone's overdosing and, and they can't breathe? And a person probably won't even know that will even know to even do something like that. So again, it's 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 not addressing the problem. The root cause is, as you as alluded to earlier, you got to secure the border. You got to do proper interdiction. Stop the fentanyl from pouring in and killing hundreds of thousands of uh, you know young adults. And uh, the the saying, uh, David Pennywise, pound foolish. So New York City is spending eleven thousand, uh, as Audrey mentioned, on each machine, right? And perhaps it's a decent idea, perhaps, perhaps. But what's the point when just last week, at at one border point, uh, 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 enough fentanyl makes it in, and thank God for the dog that could kill forty eight million people. So what? 48 million dead versus one machine, a total of four. I mean, we're outgunned and outnumbered here. And, and, and Dominic, that's one interdiction that we found. Right. How many How many uh, payloads of Benton have come across the border? And, uh, you know, they, now they're putting it in, you know, uh, fraudulent. They're making um, prescription tablets look like they're, they're laced with fentanyl. Um, Prince died from a fentanyl overdose. We thought he was taking Vicodin. It was a, it was a, um, you know, a fraudulent manufactured uh, prescription form of Vicodin. It looks just like it. So yeah, how, how, what, what, what are you off a couple of machines against, you know, millions of uh, fatal doses of fentanyl? I, I don't. The odds aren't. You know, this is clearly incompetence that's driving this, and not really trying to solve. Not trying to get to the root cause of the problem. It's, it's just classic incompetent. You know, political, you know, symbolism over substance, I guess, if that's a better way to say it. Um, And it's not going to achieve anything. Well, David, calling from Pennsylvania this morning, we thank you. And that seems to be the consensus. But, you know, um, having these machines that pass out Narcan, again, what good is that going to do when you have mentally ill people just now just outright attacking people at will? At will, I just gave you three incidents. Lady pushed on the train. Female mentally ill attacker goes on a tear in Tompkins Square Park this weekend, uh, attacking people. I mean, it was it was vicious and disgusting. And then you have the man that's upset that he's got to get off the bus in Brooklyn, so he douses the driver completely with lighter fluid and and beats the man up. This is the world that we live in. This is the world that we live in. We are going to take a break. We are taking your telephone calls this morning. And there was also the appearance of Senator uh, Tim Scott, now presidential candidate, on The View. We will talk about that. I just find it so interesting. And here's the problem that I have. I'm going to be blunt and honest right now. This is the problem that I have with limousine liberals. Ms. Behar is telling Tim Scott what he should be doing as a black man. 
bears repeating. Limousine liberals. Joey Behar, she's telling Tim Scott what he should be doing as a black man. We'll be right back. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. We are back. Limousine liberals. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Boy, I know what's best for you. You go sit down in that corner over there. Boy, I'll tell you what what you should be doing. I've got all the answers for you, boy. Go sit down over in that corner. We love you. We love you, limousine liberals. Ugh. The View, and we're going back to the vending machines with the Narcan and the items to smoke crack. And, yes, it does include uh, the pipe types to smoke crack and crystal meth. And the city says they may include syringes in the future. Senator Tim Scott joined the host of The View on Monday and criticized them, as he should have, over previous comments they made on the program about him being the exception to systematic racism in the United States. And he was right. He put them in their place, telling them that it was offensive, an offensive, disgusting message to send to young people. Oh, Scott made it. People like Dominic Carter made it. They are the exception. They're not the rule. They're not like you. So he was booed. And they continued. And by the way, Joy Behar, she's off on uh, Mondays. She's the one that the limousine liberal that said he's not in touch. He doesn't identify with, with the issues as it relates to the black community. Newsflash. <laughs> Senator Tim Scott has been black his entire life, Miss Behar. I don't think you've spent a single day as an African-American. I don't think so. But go sit down over there, boy. We, we know what's best for you. We've got all the answers. So I give Senator Scott, who's running for president, credit for showing up. It's something I would have done. And he was booed. Take a listen. I think Disney and Ronnie have been in a combat zone for a number of months over what I thought was the right issue as it relates to our young kids and what they're being indoctrinated with. I thought he started off on the, wrong, on the right foot on that issue. No, 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 not here. I'm sorry, sir. Do not boo. Well, thank you, Whoopi Goldberg, for standing up this one time. Do not boo. 
and I've met her a few times. You know, she she's she's a decent person. She's uh, she stepped in it a couple of times. But Senator Scott on the uh, on the view, and remember Senator Scott, Joy Behar. She knows about the experiences of the black community, and uh, she's telling you in essence that you are not black enough. Welcome to the club, Senator Scott. Folks, it's outright offensive. Boy, go go sit down over there. We limousine liberals. We we know what's best for you people. Go sit down. We got you. You jump when I tell you to jump. And when I say how high, you say yes, sir. Let's go to Tom in Toronto. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Oh, hello, Dominic. Very nice to speak with you. Uh, so what I wanted to say is I think this whole Narcan thing is part of that harm reduction movement, uh, which is happening up here in Canada as well. I think it's wrong. And the reason is it removes the cost and the consequences of doing something that's very harmful to yourself, those around you, and ultimately deadly and destructive. Okay, but wait a minute, Tom. If somebody's laying on the floor in convulsions or, or they're about to die, uh, are we supposed to not save them and say, well, you made this choice and just let them go? Well, you save them to do what? To overdose once again? Uh, you know, there's got to be a consequence to your bad decisions. Okay, I mean, hey Tom, Tom, I want to I want to make sure totally. I, I want to make sure I got you right. So you're telling me let them die? I'm saying there's got to be consequences no, to bad decisions. Tom, no, I, I hate you, but Tom, go ahead. If that means ultimately, say, you make choices. You got to face the, the the consequences. Okay, well, Tom, you you and I disagree on that. I don't care how much one is down on their luck. I don't care how much you don't let people die if you can save their lives. Of course. I agree with you totally on that. I don't want them to die. But ultimately, these people, you can't get through to them until they hit absolute rock bottom. And some people, they go beyond that, which is death, you know. So what are you going to do? Well, I I say we try and we try. I I hear your frustration, Tom, but I say we try and we try. And, you know, you you just can't let people. Okay, okay, Tom, what what about this? You know, some kids that go to a party, you know kids are going to be kids. Let's say a freshman in college, sophomore in college, high school junior, sophomore, freshman. And next thing you know, they've, they, they've taken Narcan, Narcan and they're ODing. You know, we, we've got to be able to try to save people. I mean, I hope you would agree with me on that. No, I agree with you totally. We've got to be trying to save people. But the thing is, what's the cost to society? We've got one person who's, you know, at the point of ODing. But then we've got the thousands, the tens of thousands, the millions of others who are paying the cost all the various direct and indirect costs of this horrible problem, you know? So we save one person so that everyone else can suffer, and this whole thing goes on and on, and it never ends. You know, and then the communities are destroyed, uh, families are destroyed, and society goes to you know where. Yes. Well, Tom, we really appreciate the call from uh, Canada, uh, Toronto this morning. Thank you. I actually wish that I were there right now. I've been many times, and... uh, it's a nice city. Thank you for the telephone call. Let's go to Sybil in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sybil. What's on your mind? Yes, good night, Dominic. I would like to know why us New Yorkers are not demonstrating in front of Gracie Mansion or Mayor Adams' home so he can stop this nonsense with bringing in all the immigrants. Um, when There are New Yorkers here that are homeless and down on their luck, worked all their lives, paid taxes and they cannot get some social service, and yet these migrants come in and can get into cushy hotels, why aren't we demonstrating? I would get involved. 
Well, you, you know, Sybil, uh, it's a great question, and I do, I do. One of the callers last night brought up a good point uh, because when 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 the when the jail on 110th Street was open for years, I don't ever recall it having to be shut down for a plumbing problem, and all of a sudden this weekend. The migrants yeah. are all over the papers being quoted as, we don't want to be here. We want to be in a hotel in Manhattan. All of a sudden, there's a, prob- a, a plumbing problem, and they had to clear out the, uh, the building. So, you know, you know, it, it, uh, it, uh, it, uh, it, it, what's that saying? Something is rotten in Denmark. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, definitely the so case. And I'm, just, I'm really frustrated with what's going on. Well, in, in Chicago, they are acting on it. Uh, there, there's a growing, uh, movement from the black community in, um, in Chicago. And, you know, I talked about, it was 50 people shot Labor Day, the following Labor Day weekend, the following weekend, it was 44. And, and the city of Chicago just gave $51 million to programs to help migrants. Hmm. I mean, are, are, are these elected officials delusional? What planet are you on? You whine that you don't have the money for anybody else, but when it comes to the migrants, yes, so and throwing away our tax dollars at migrants when New Yorkers are here that need help in all all areas, certain areas, and cannot get anything. Come on, thank you for taking my call, Dominic. Thank you, Sybil, and you have a wonderful morning. Let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Norman. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, I'm absolutely tired of people like like Joy Behar. Um, I I live in a lower middle class neighborhood here in Canarsie. I am white. I live with black people. I've lived with black people for like 20, 30 years already. Um, her wants, desires, whatever opinions are absolutely nothing like – there's nothing steeped in reality. And uh, I mean – I just when I listen to these people, I, I just they don't represent me, and they don't represent anybody in my neighborhood. They represent people who live on the Upper West Side, Upper East Side, people that have money, and um, it, it's incredibly frustrating to me. Well, it, Norman, if if you're frustrated, and I don't I don't mean to make this about race, but if you're frustrated. <laughs> How do you think? But I, but I'm used to it now. How do you think I feel? Joy Behar, who has not spent a day of her life being a person of color, is lecturing a highly successful African-American, Tim Scott, who's running for president, essentially telling him that he's not black enough and that right. because and that because he made it, he's the exception. So if he's the exception, Miss Behar, then what's the norm? Then then what's okay. the norm? Well, what are you really saying? If he's the exception, what's the norm? Well, in my opinion, um, Joy Behar is an absolute racist. These people don't—they—they they don't look in the—they don't—they don't recognize their own racism. And you know, I just—you know—I mean, I, um, ask Curtis. I live in Canarsie. Okay, I live—I live in a real world. Okay, I don't live in some kind of fantasy. Um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, a leftist dream, which these people live in. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just very, um, very frustrating for us who live in the real world to, uh, you know, encounter these, 
these, uh, you know, whatever, you know, limousine liberal type people. Norman, I, 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 I appreciate the call. Let me just say this, folks, uh, just so in, in fairness to Miss Behar and, and all of those on the show, the way this works, the way it works, and I know for a fact because I've been around it, I've been on shows, I haven't been on The View, but I've, I've done these types of shows. Everybody has a role. So whoever the conservative is, you're supposed to light a fire from the conservative point of view. Joy Behar is supposed to come from the left and play to minorities. What this is about is called Kaching ratings, folks, the demographics. And and in fairness to them, they are I don't know if earning is the right word. They they they're trying to sustain their multi-million dollar salaries. And so for the view, it is come from left for the potential audience that may be watching at that day part. And by the way, folks, I understand CNN. I got to take a break for the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. I understand CNN is finally waking up to try and get more viewers, but, oh, my God, it is unwatchable. CNN now, uh, daytime, is just unwatchable. Don Lemon should have never been there to begin with, and others. We are going to take a break. When we come back to Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls from Long Island to South Carolina and Suffolk. WABC. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. New York City will now begin housing migrants in houses of worship. The city's latest attempt to manage the more than 72,000 people who have come into the city since last spring. Flanked by dozens of faith leaders at City Hall, the mayor made the announcement of this faith-based shelter program Monday morning. Officials say it will cost the city $125 per person per day, much less than what it costs to house them in homeless shelters or hotels. But this points to poor planning, because why didn't you do this to begin with, rather than putting them in shelters and hotels, which means that you were not prepared for the amount of people that may come, and you should have been prepared. That's why you have scores of deputy mayors all making close to $200,000 a year. When you add benefits, it's more than that. The mayor hinted that his next step would be enlisting private residents to house migrants in their homes. So the one thing that's good that the city is doing with this, for these faith-based programs, they, they, they are aware of the criticism. Each location is only allowed to have 19 migrants per night. So it's not in this initiative going to um, flood any community uh, with uh, with uh, migrants. 
because it's only going to be 19 per location. Let's go to uh, Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Hi. Please, everyone. Please, I'm pleading with you. Okay, Robert, people. Robert, right. Robert, get to the point, please. Right. Email. Call your congressperson to make fentanyl, trank, and ISO schedule one drugs. That will dry up the supply. Big Pharma is making it. And it's being sold to the Mexican cartels. Okay, wait, 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 Robert, 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 stop. Robert, Robert, you're telling me that pharmacy companies are making fentanyl? I mean, do you realize how that sounds? It is what it is, Dominic. All right, Robert. They're allowed to legally make it. Robert, I, I, okay, yeah, yeah, not, not tonight, Robert. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Um. This is the first time I've ever heard something like that. Matt Blaze, have 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 you heard this? I mean, this is the first time I've heard it. About pharmacies making pharmaceutical companies making fentanyl. Yes, I thought I remembered Curtis saying one time that he got fentanyl, like he had. I mean, I thought it was fentanyl, like he'd taken it because it's for painkiller. Mm. I thought, man, I might be wrong, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um. This is just the first time that that I've heard it, but uh, uh, okay. Thank, thank you, Matt Blaze. But I'm gonna look it up. Okay, fair enough. Let's go to Steve on Long Island. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi. I don't know if you can hear me. Now. I do. I, I do hear you, Steve. Please but, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I was just saying that they're criminally insane and they're criminals, so they should be locked up. One. Two drug dealers, users, both. Hey, Steve, do me a favor. If you have, if Steve, if you have your radio up, that's why you're on a delay from when I'm talking. That's on a delay. You have to have your radio down because you're going to get confused. Yeah, I'm also in the city. Okay, but you got to have the radio down. Okay, okay. All right, so continue, please. The last thing that I was going to say is that in regards to Joy Behar or whatever it is, the last thing I need is a white woman or a white man talking to me about being black like what Joe Biden did when he said that if you don't vote for him, that you're not black. I don't think that was pretty much. I agree with you, Steve. I, 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 I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, It was wrong for Mr. Biden to go on a predominantly uh, black radio station and say, if you don't vote for him, you're not black. It, it 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 fails the mind and and i i'm just saying folks i'm just saying who is joy behar to tell someone as successful as senator tim scott of south carolina who says she gets to define what black is i mean i i i almost consider it a joke steve what do you think what what i think is that it goes to show that there is no leadership in the black community period to let something like that go through and not have um anyone you know disgusted mm. well no I, leadership I, I hear you steve uh but i have to be honest with you all the civil rights leaders i know them on a personal level and ka-ching they're not gonna let anything mess with their money it really is that simple at the end of the day and that whole crew of the view 
and so on, they're not going to say anything offensive to them because then they won't be invited back to uh, the television show, and they don't want to offend Whoopi and the far-left audience and on and on and on. We are taking your telephone calls this morning up until the top of the hour. Frank Marano standing by at 833-969. Different number this morning, 4447. What to do with the mentally ill. New York City is doing uh, vending machines that will have Narcan and um, uh, pipes to smoke crystal meth effective immediately. Um uh, test strips for fentanyl. Now that's necessary because you don't know what it's in. As a matter of fact, I would make the assumption that it's almost in everything, but just understand that it can kill you on the spot and you may not know until it's too late. Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Interesting conversation. I'll tell you. You know, every time I hear about the view and, and think about Joy Behar and, and Whoopi, listening to Joy Behar, she always thought she was like, oh, a standout comedian, national celebrity. It's like listening fingernails on a blackboard. Eh. But, you know, she's a, a narcissistic, you know, so full of herself. And the whole cast, they're like a bunch of a washwoman hanging the laundry and talking about this and that. You know, uh, uh, the, the uh, liberal limousine people. And it's all about the ka-ching. I've used the expression, Don. I call it, you know, dead presidents pay for money. It's all about, hey, let's get the ratings. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Wait, Mike, and, what, uh, one more time. What was that? Uh, dead dead presidents? What was that again? Oh, yeah, I always use that expression. I'm playing poker or whatever. I, I use the expression money, dead presidents, because it's always, uh, you know, there's a picture of a dead president on every bill except one. Uh, dead presidents could chink could chain money, <laughs> you know, uh, paper money. Um, so uh, it, it's a joke. They couldn't pay me enough money to sit down and even, you know, watch the view for five minutes. And, you know, uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Dom, I'm from Nassau County. I was talking to people uh, today, as a matter of fact, um, uh, or yesterday now, Rimshot, uh, that I might volunteer. I volunteer for a few candidates in Nassau County, but Tim Scott, Interesting candidate, interesting man, and you know I'll I'll, uh, I'll go to the uh, you know North Myrtle Beach uh, headquarters and and volunteer and, and yada yada you know. Um, well, that, right, that's Dominic. that's being involved and and that's a good thing. Thank you for the call, Mike. In a moment, I'm going to bring in Frank Morano, who's standing by. Let's go to Joseph in Brooklyn. Good morning, Joseph. What's on your mind? Good morning. What's on my mind is that the the uh, mayor. It wants to place the migrants in private homes, but at the same time, people cannot rent their rooms through Airbnb, and Airbnb is actually taking the city to court because of it. So the whole thing doesn't make any sense. That is He's a very good point. People trying to, yeah, people are trying to make money, and they cannot do it through Airbnb through private means the way they want to, but now they are going to be able to have migrants if they want to, who, who knows where they come from. You know, Joseph, I, I didn't even I didn't even consider that part. I didn't consider it. That's an excellent point. Thank you for the call. In a moment, I'm going to go to Jim in Dutchess County, but I want to bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to Hello, you, sir. Hello, Dominic. What's going on? So what do you have coming up? Well, uh, we are going to this new survey that shows a rather large number of Americans 
support the idea of arming teachers in school. And I know it's a contentious issue, and I know it's been explored for a while, but with the school year wrapping up in most places in the next few weeks, I thought it might be an opportune time to look at how we sort of harden some of these school targets for next school semester. And a lot of states have already moved in this direction, so we're going to get into that. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had a big media day yesterday. Happened to be the anniversary of his father's assassination. He did a Twitter Spaces uh, conversation with Elon Musk, then also did a town hall meeting with Michael Smirconish, also endorsed by Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter. And it looks like RFK is catching a little bit of momentum. We're going to get into that. And uh, there's some interesting alien news. Uh, the the way that people get married is totally changing these days. We're going to get into that. we got cultural issues, political issues, science issues, you name it, all in the next four hours. And I will be listening together. Let's take another call. Jim in Dutchess County, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Thank you. You guys have an awesome show. I'll be as briefly and as calm it, as I it's can. Go ahead, please. Right now, you got 30 more. seconds. Go ahead, please. Right now, it's fentanyl. Back in the 90s, it was a crack epidemic. In the 70s, it was the coke and the heroin. This this war on drugs has been going on forever. When's it going to end? It ain't going to end. 20 years from now, it'll be a new drug. The whole thing is a bunch of BS. They could stop if they want to, but they don't, just like the immigration coming in. That's been going on since the beginning of time. Thanks for taking my call. Well, Jim, what a great way to end the program this morning because you're on point in terms of your assessment. And Jim is right, Frank. He really is because why why can't we just try along Trump style and just shut it down? Shut it down. No, migrants, you can't come here. No. And oh, good luck to you. Folks, you want to keep it right there. You just heard from Frank Marano in terms of what's coming up. The other side of midnight is starting right now. But first, news headlines. And then, Frank Marano, I'll see you again in 24 hours.